Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Minus, unfortunately, at the moment, hopefully they'll join us very soon. Brian and Chappers, we seem to be having some technical difficulties, but uh, like we just said off air, Richard, we're old hands at this. I'm sure we can manage it ourselves, eh? Yeah, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll give it a we'll give it a good shot anyway. <laughs> well, thanks ever so much for coming on. It's been uh, a pleasure having you back on today. Um, we've got a few sort of topics that uh, I wanted to discuss. And I think the main one I it's really been on my mind for a little while now is um, as much as I really do back and um, uh, really love Arteta as our manager, you cannot I, I can't help and I'm always honest. I've never ever can't I can't be anything other than honest. Have some worries and concerns about him, um, and I hope to God that they are all unfounded. But um, at the moment. That little run we had is masking over a huge amount of, you know, very significant problems. We've lost three of the last four again in the league. We still sit 10th. I mean, thank God it's one of those mad seasons where we are still mathematically in with a shout of something uh, in the the league. However, there's some big, big worries. And the question really I've got for you, and I, I just want you to be completely honest, is... Do you think that it's the Europa League or bust for Arteta this season? Well, I mean, I, I did a stream last night sort of on a similar theme, actually. And I believe that we have to get into Europe next season, one way or the other, whether it's in the league through top six or by winning the Europa League. Now, to me, both of those two options at this moment in time look to be very difficult. Um, we've got a lot of ground to make up in the league. We can't afford too many more defeats. We've lost 11 games already. The Europa League, there's some big teams in there, good teams in there that it's going to be difficult. Not that we can't do it. The FA Cup was difficult to win last year and we did it. So while we're in it, I'm going to believe that we can do it. But I believe it's massively important that we get into Europe through one of the sources or the other, either through the league or by winning the Europa League. We have to financially. Because if we don't, we're going to have no budget. The, the Cronkies have already lost billions of pounds this last year, like a lot of other people have due to the, the pandemic situation. So um, we're not going to have much of a transfer budget without European football next season, which means I'll t- I won't be able to continue the rebuilding of the squad. And the chances of us improving is going to be very, very small. So I think there's massive pressure on us to, to do it. If, if we get knocked out tomorrow at the Europa League, then... Um, one side of that is actually that might not be a bad thing because we can throw everything at the league. Don't rest players, just go for it every league game and we've got a chance at the top six still. Everyone's so inconsistent. But 
we're inconsistent ourselves and can we do that? I'm not sure. So, yeah, we have to get into Europe. I don't know necessarily winning the Europa League. It isn't our only, it isn't our only option at the moment still. We still are in with a chance in the league. It's hard. But, yeah, I think we have to be in Europe, definitely. That's that's almost a guarantee that we have to be. But it's going to be, I say, it's hard, isn't it? Because look at where we are. Exactly. But honestly, though, Rich, do you think that that's enough just to qualify for Europe again next season for Arteta to keep his job? Because um, I'm not sure. I really, I, I honestly, I honestly can't say that I'm sure that that would be the case, personally. But I mean, if we finished like in the last possible Europa League position, and obviously we drop out of the Europa League before the final, obviously, I'm not sure that he he should keep his job after two seasons, despite all the issues that we've had this season, despite all the problems he's had to contend with, which I'm fully aware of, and I've mentioned in so many of my shows. But I still don't mm. think that that would be enough. No, maybe not. Maybe it won't. I mean, at the moment, I suppose, when you look at how the season's gone for us, if we do finish in the top six, we haven't been as high as the top six for since probably the, the first couple of games of the season, which we won. And then maybe after four games, we'd won three, we're probably in the top six at that point. But other than that, we've not been anywhere near the top six. So if we finished in the top six, it actually would be a decent turnaround and a decent finish to the season since we were 15th at one point and we're, what, 11th at the moment. So, um, But is it enough for Arsenal overall? Probably not, no, because last year we finished eighth. The season before... We finished um, fifth, didn't we? Um, the season before that, we finished sixth. So it's one not really point, good one enough. Point. Yeah, well, one yeah. Point exactly. of the championship, uh, sorry, Champions League. Yeah, with uh, I believe a much weaker squad overall. And I think you, you got imagine a stronger squad now. Well, yeah, you imagine what how different the, the, this things would be now for Arsenal if we'd got in the Champions League that season. We had two opportunities through the league and in the Europa League final. We, we blew them both and we didn't manage to squad particularly well at that point of the season and, and blew both of them. Um, but imagine if we qualified for the Champions League and last season we'd been in the Champions League. Bit of extra money. Would they have invested a little bit more in the team for Emery or not? Would that have made a difference? Would we be in a completely different situation now? Would we have Arteta at all? We just don't know, do we? But... It's yeah. not. I agree that just finishing in the top six after the couple of seasons that we've already had, three or four seasons in a row that we've had outside the top four, then it's probably not good enough overall. But I think in the circumstances, if we did manage to sneak into the Europa League via that position, then mm. I suppose you've got to say Arteta maybe would deserve the opportunity to get yeah. a summer in with a couple of new players at a full pre-season and he probably would deserve that. But if we don't get top six and we don't win the Europa League, I don't honestly see how to, uh, you know, as much as I mean, I, I love Arteta and I want him to succeed. But if that's mm. the case, I don't see how the club can keep him. And I don't think we should because no. we need to be, we need to have more ambition than that as a club. That's what we need to have. We don't want to settle for sixth place or fifth place even. We want to exactly. settle for being, you know, we're Arsenal at the end of the day. You know, I know you, you can't guarantee your success and you can't expect to have success every season, but we should certainly have ambition to, to become, you know, to get us back to where we were a few years ago, regular top four finishers, challenging for the, even challenging for the title, you know. Um, and that's what I want to see us doing. But it is what it is at the minute, isn't it? You know, we, we're not going to, we're not in that position yet to be able to do that. So it's a matter of getting this season out of the way and see where we are. And if we've managed to scrape in, then I suppose that's something to take from the season. And if we haven't, and we've got no no European football next season, I do think that it's, say, sorry, Arteta, it's not quite working out. We want, we, we've got more ambition for the club and then moving on with someone else. I'm not, it's going to make any difference with the same owners who aren't going to invest. I don't know. But as a, as a club, I don't think we can accept 
mediocrity for very much longer because no. I don't think we can. And, you know, I'm not saying it's all our tears fault because it isn't. But unfortunately, what, what else can you change? If the owners aren't going to sell up and go, we can't get rid of every single player and, and rebuild the whole squad. So the only option we've got is to get rid of the manager, unfortunately. And that's just yeah. the same with every club. Frank Lampard suffered the same fate. He had, he, I suppose he was slightly different. He had more money to spend. But ultimately, the club's got ambition. They want to do better. You know, then yeah. we've, got to, we've got to act like a big club. And that's what we've got to do. Exactly. I, I just, I'm not actually as worried about about the ownership doing something like that anymore. I think they are a bit more ruthless than we think, to be fair. But I, I have to say, I want to put it on record as well, that none. I don't want any of this to happen. I don't want Arteta to fail. I don't want him to go. I want him to be a success more yeah. than anything else. Um, I think he's got so much potential. But And he's. we all know all the difficulties he's had. And let me just quickly pause for what I was saying for one second. Apologies, Ryan. I haven't introduced you. You here? Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, yes, mate. How are you? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, not no problem. As I as I said in private chat, burnt my hands. I'm just using ice packs now to cool my hands down. It's Freddie Four Four feeling a bit fragile. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, I hope you're yeah. all right, mate. Anyway, glad yeah, to hear. Yeah, good. I'm all good. How are you doing anyway? All yeah, very good, mate. Very good indeed. You just joined us, really, when we're having a chat, and I'll come to you in a second about your thoughts. But um, whether... Because I, I said, just quickly recap, the that run we had recently of wins where we were playing very well, it seems to be masking over the bigger issue once again, where we've lost two, three of the last four games. And... I'm getting a bit worried. I've got my concerns uh, about Mikel Arteta. And the question really that we've been discussing is, is it the Europa League or bust for him? Now, we've had this... What, what, what we've got to at the moment is... Not, we've got to get sixth as an absolute minimum because mm. of the finance, financial aspects of it. Get, getting back into the Europa League. I mean, can you imagine if we get into that Europa conference? I mean, I, mm. I don't know what... Can you show sure your face if we're, if we're in the Europa Conference next year? We might we not even get that. that. No, might we at this rate? I don't care. Get, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, I'd rather get relegated to the Championship. And I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely serious about that. Um, anyway, but what I um, what, what I was doing, I was re- reiterating that I don't want any of this to happen. Hmm. But... Um, I'm slightly, I'm slightly in the ballpark. Potentially, what you said, Rich, whereby if we get sixth, he definitely has to, deserve, yeah, deserves a chance to move mm. forward. Um, and I hope that will be the case. But I actually do think that the, the ownership are a bit more ruthless than they used to be, and what we give them credit for. I do think that they're going to help and not put the hand completely in their own pocket, but loosen the purse string somehow. Maybe you know move the books around a little bit to actually help us strengthen again in the summer. We'll come on to that a bit later in the show, so I won't go into that now. But what's your thoughts, Richard? Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Ryan, and overall, you know, regarding this conversation, what, what do you think should happen if we, you know, don't get much better than, the, than we are this season and we don't win the Europa League? Well, I said, well, since Sunday, really, because that's when I've started really... As you, as you say, really get concerned because we've seen the same patterns as we saw back in November till through to Boxing Day, where a goal, 
a goal goes in against us and suddenly your head's dropped, it's that mentality we've been seen under Van Gogh and Emery is coming in and it's like, this is something um, uh, Mikel, when he first came and said, this is the first thing I want to get rid of, this mentality and change this mentality to a winning mentality. He's been, obviously been in the job over a year and we're seeing the same traits in certain players and he's still, and it's in certain players he keeps on picking. It was, again, very concerning. And for no yeah. matter what, William, apart from obviously this week and just gone, no matter what, it seems William gets to play the play a part in the game. No matter what, it does it does it does concern me because then it's like we're watching Wenger again because he had, Wenger did these similar things. He had his favours. No matter what inform or out of form they would play, or they come off the bench and make wouldn't do much. And it's but to be fair, we won more games under Wenger. Oh, oh of course. That's the thing. That was the, that was the main thing with Wenger that kept him in the job even long because we were we were winning games. We were competing to get into Europe, Champions League or Europa League. With the last couple of years, we fell out into Europa League, but Champions League more so. Even when it looked like for the years of Villa, when Villa under Martin O'Neill seemed looked like they were going to push us out of the way, we kept the, the squad we had then had more fight. I mean, what frustrating as well, and I know he's been in the job for a year. Is ten years ago. This month, we played Barcelona, the best team in Europe at the time. Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, etc. And we yeah. we knew, realistically, going through, there was no chance, but we gave it a fight. Both legs, we gave it a fight. And in the first leg, we took a, we took a 2-1 lead, 2-1 lead away from that first leg and into the away leg. And we, even in the away leg, we got involved, but we gave fight. We've not seen any fight from these players, even the... More so from the experience base, the David Luiz's that everyone bigs up and praises from the players, from the young players side of things. Like, oh, that's a great, great influence with us and this, that, and the other. But when it comes down to it, we're not seeing that on the pitch. And it's not just in Rob Hold, it's the ones that have been here over three managers now. And it's very concerning. There's, going back and going to the situation of a league table wall, if he should keep his job. If we fin- if he turns it around and we get a Europa League like fifth or sixth, more, more likely sixth. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. If that's the, if that's the, that's the realistic out of all the options here, if he gets that, then yeah, we give him enough. We look we look at it league okay performances and all that. The actual the looking at the table in terms of the losses and this and that, not great. But in terms of positioning, there's an improvement suddenly compared to last season. He's then the pressures on him. No matter what, go out in the summer, get rid of the rest of the deadwood you don't want, and reinvest. And don't just buy the names from abroad that everyone will want you to sign or whatever. Do what, what, what was it, Jurgen Klopp, when he first came in? His first full win, summer window, he went and got Marne from a mid table Southampton. One Alden had just been relegated in Newcastle, and Robertson had just been relegated of Hull. And look where they are now. You don't have yeah. to. It just goes to show. Now, we've discussed it on this channel and my channel and other channels as well. You don't have to go out abroad and this that to find little these gems. You can right. look in your own country, in your own league, and in a championship as well. Right, Ryan. A question for you. Right, you're saying that if we finish sixth this season, it's an improvement on last season, and technically, in, no, it's in, in terms but of the position, last season else. we. Would you yeah. consider it to be a better season than last year? Last year we finished eighth and won the FA Cup. This year, if we finish sixth and don't win anything, mm. it's a higher position in the league and it does get us into Europa League, which was the same result as mm. winning the FA Cup. Yes. Would yes. that be considered a better season? I don't know. I can't decide myself, actually. Winning a trophy is great, 
Last season was a great season. As, this season hasn't been a great season. As, yeah, as a, sorry, as a as a whole, it won't be a great season, obviously, because obviously, as we said, he won a trophy. At least out of everything, we've won something. If we don't win nothing this year, mm. as a whole, isn't it's a worse season? But in terms of the league itself and position itself, there's that improvement. That's where you can say, well, look, even though obviously they've got all the eleven league defeats, the the, the uh, uh, FA Cup defeat, and the way we defended that was poor, by the way. Points tally as well, though, is going to be worse. Even if we finish higher, isn't it? We're going to get but to, Yeah, but he's going to have the excuse of, well, everyone's got, apart from Man City, by the looks of it, now, like the teams in the top two, top to top two teams, everyone's points tally is going to be worse than yeah, we were last yeah. season. That's, that'll be his argument. And that's what I think he'll, if he does get sick, we'll get him out of jail. If he finishes anything out of the Europa League, like from not getting the Europa League, so if he finishes like that conference malarkey or whatever, or lower, that's when you've got then that's then when the board have got to axe yeah. like a big club. I keep saying they've got to act like a big club in them go, well, you failed your main objective of Champions League football, be it the league or Europa League, no matter what. Your second objective was Europa League, the worst case scenario. You failed that. That's the We can't afford that, especially in the current climate of COVID in this ever have a club that used to European football and you, the, the income. There's a bit, there's better managers out there in terms of want this job that we picked over you and we've spent money. We've backed you like 45 million on Partey. No Partey's been injured. They've got it, but even William, even though we did spend a, a fee on him, we spent a lot of wages to get him in the door. These are players that Arteta wanted. And Woodyan, out of all of them, is obviously the worst one. We pick out because he's the one that's failed. He's the, the one that's come from a Premier League club in West London to a North London club. Let me just say one thing about it. Looks that. Like it, it looks like he hasn't strong. really. So, go on, sorry. I was just going to say, just let me squeeze one comment in about that. One thing I'm going to back, well, I'll back Arthur to a lot of things, but what I'm going to, what I'm going to back him with at the moment is mm. that's, I, I, don't, I don't get all of the major, major criticism all the time for putting it on Arteta, on an Arteta alone, for signing Willian when he did at that particular point in time. Because I don't think that anyone in the whole of the world, you know, any football fan across the world mm. would be able to have predicted just how bad and utter shite that he's actually been mm. um, for Arsenal. I, I, oh, I no, no, not see that after last season. We were so broke mm. and with, the, with, the, with the pandemic and we, we got a lot of good players in, don't forget, apart mm. uh, from, you know, uh, with William. When I didn't want William, I put it out there mm. many times. I wanted, you know, Smith Rowe, <laughs> like I, like yeah. I said last year. I said, I don't want him right. to get in his way. But right. I, I, I went to, I, I, I understood because of the lack of mm. funds, the need for a player like that, the play, the amount of players that we got rid of from midfield in that last season. We knew that Ozil wasn't going to be mm. a, a player week in, week out. Mm. But we needed someone. And after the season he had with Chelsea, it made, it, no one wanted the length of contract or the... But, but it's not our money, right? So let's yeah. put the money to one side. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying for the club perspective. can't say that after that season he had with Chelsea that it was mm. an t- absolutely utter garbage decision from Arteta no, but, at that point. But, but you no. can't keep picking him though. He does can't, keep picking him. He can't see the future. 
can't oh, foresee no, the no. future, can oh, you? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not even going for that. And what I'm saying is in the balls, especially Stan's head, with, with what we know about his financial losses in the last year because of what's happened globally, in his head, it'll be like, from like the, if it come the summer, it'll be like, well, this is, uh, even though all the other all the other transfers so far, touch wood, have worked under Arteta, the ones mm. he brought, players have brought in and all that. This because he's the next Premier League, he's a Premier League player from Chelsea to Arsenal. Because they weren't that need for a transition, because he's obviously used to the league. That's what would be called up for, and things like that. With the little, the little things, any excuse from Stan or for, we're saying that they're getting a bit more ruthless, especially with Joss having more of the reign of the club over over Stan. We don't know how ruthless Josh mentally might be in that sense because it might be Josh saying pull the trigger. Yeah, I, I, I've said that, I'm going to do apologise for people that watch regularly, and I've said this several hmm. times. But I don't I'm think not, it's no, I'm not, a I'm not, I'm coincidence. Not, yeah, I'm not advocating him being sacked. I'm just saying these are the no, mind, could be the mindset yeah. of what the board will think if we don't get a European spot. Yeah, and, I absolutely. I, I don't think it was a coincidence personally. I don't care what anyone says that. Uh, the summer that they got 100% ownership, the Cronkies, that, that was the summer that Arsene Wenger left. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, mm. the, the, as soon as they were able to make that decision themselves, he was out the door. And that, mm. you can't get any more ruthless than that. <laughs> you yeah. know, sacking a Wenger like, uh, sorry, a manager like Wenger. I'm going to say hello to James as well and everyone yes. else that's been uh, and watching because James Johnson's put a couple of great points in the chat. Thanks, James. Um, Evening, all three of you. I think sacking a, a project manager only one year into what they called a three to five year project and rebuild is wrong. Regardless of results, in my opinion, he gets the summer, then assess in November. And he's also added Arteta wanted a wide forward, but the club went, look, you can't have money for that and a CDM and a CAM. Raul and Edu presented Willian, heard the data, we gambled and it's gone wrong. And you can't really argue with that, really. It was a gamble. It's gone wrong. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't believe it was a massive gamble because he was still one of Chelsea's best players. So, God knows what's gone wrong with him. God knows. He must need, I think, a wire's a bit loose or something. He needs to re-solder him back into place or something like that. But mm. it's just disastrous. But... Yeah. yeah, anyway, let's leave that one there. I mean, going, back, going back to James's point, the first point he made about the, the five, three to five year project, for me, um, you can't ignore results because football's a result no, business. Can't. And at the beginning, it's, it's, I suppose it's like, it's like, say, for example, use the example of, say, a marriage. You go into a marriage and you want it to last forever, but things change and sometimes it doesn't work. And unfortunately, with this three to five year project, it's looking as though it's not going to work. And if it doesn't work, it's not worth sticking with it just because we said it was a five-year project or a three-year project, he's going to take that long, probably. But we need to be getting progressively better. And this season, we yeah. haven't, and there's been reasons for that. But I don't think... I'm not saying we should get rid of him straight out of the summer, necessarily. What I'm saying is, just because we said it was a three- to five-year project doesn't mean we can't get rid of him before that time if the results continue to go on a downward spiral. I don't think... You know, we, we're, we're a big club, and we can't act like that. You know, and people say, oh, Liverpool finished eighth under Klopp the first season or whatever it was and this, that and the other. Um, and they had a project. And, yeah, maybe that's true. But um, they maybe they were seeing some signs of the progress, whereas I don't think we're getting that. But it is result to me, it's the results driven. And I think we need to look at the results. If at the end of this season they haven't been good enough, I, I, then... I just wish we were, we were better to watch as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, just wish yeah. that. Yeah. I really let's, do. Let's, I really. I mean, we've had yeah. our moments. Don't get me wrong. We've had our really good moments. Yeah. But it, it, overall, overall, yeah. And that's and that's another frustrating thing because we've seen what our chatters, and as you said in glimpses, what our chatters Sala is going is forward. That, is that but, him? Is is it or is it just a good player? I don't think it is actually. I've got to be honest. No, I don't. Mm. I was starting to think that, and I, I don't yeah. want to. I say it again. I don't want to be thinking like this. I think. I think. Uh, I, think I don't. I, I think, can't help it. Yeah, I think games like Man City on Sunday, the wakes up on Sunday, don't help him. Because as I said ten years ago, we're going back to toe of Barcelona, the best, the peak, the best ever Barcelona team, best team in Europe. Period. And now, fast forward ten years, and we're setting up to defend a one-nil defeat. I didn't only go I, for it in the last five minutes. Like I've that. been saying this for years. I've been saying it for years about how we've got an inferiority complex that yeah. we can't get rid of. We we go up against them, and do you know what? And I'm going to say this: that a lot of the a lot of the amazing results and trophies that Man City have got is because of the reputation and because people don't play against them. Very yeah. rarely. Too much respect for them. That's only too they, much they go onto the pitch and they think they're beaten already. Yeah. And and that I think that plays a massive part of the big percentage of their of their wins. Because I don't think they're mm. as good that people mm. purr about them and say they're the best team I've ever seen, best team in Europe. Mm. I'm not no. denying that they're an incredibly good team, but they're not it's not as if they're not beatable. Exactly. If you just have a go at them, I mean I, I can virtually guarantee if I, I'm not mm. I hate to say this. I'm going to. I think under Wenger, we would have had a chance of winning that game on on the weekend against mm. Man City. Because he would have gone for it. He would have set the team up no matter yeah. what. Go toe to toe. You're good enough. Because he had belief in the players, no matter what, no matter what their opponent, the day were Barcelona or whatever from the ex yesteryear. He had he the belief that he's played he good. Made yeah. Them think they were good. Yeah. He but made them have that mentality. Yeah. Why did Arteta set the team up to beat Man City in the FA Cup last season and not to set up did to beat go? them in the league did game? They? On Sunday, well, we, we didn't go for the we didn't go for the throw. No, but he set up the mm. team to win the game. He had tactics to work against Man City because he knew how Man City would play, and he got that right. And what were those tactics, though? They were well, they were to allow underdog Man City tactics, to tactics, underdog mm. tactics, mate. They yeah. were underdog. No, tactics. they were, yeah. No, but it worked, didn't it? And you know, we, we didn't even do that on Sunday, did he? He basically, no. and he, when he came out at the end and said he was almost satisfied with a one-nil defeat, because oh, a one-nil defeat's not too bad. I'm like, sorry, mate, this is Arsenal. A one-nil defeat to anybody when we've not tried to get the equaliser is not acceptable. And I don't mind losing games. Man City are better than us, and if they beat mm. us, they beat us. But let them beat us because they've been better than us, not because we just rolled over and had our tummies tickled, because that's what happened. And it's not this first time that's happened this season. It's happened in a lot of games. You know, have a go at it. The last, yeah. why, why don't we score late goals under our tab? You thought about that. We don't score late goals, do we? Late two, two yeah. after seventy-two minutes. Yeah, in, in, in the entire, that's you know, ridiculous. That's and that just sums year. up for me. We've been losing one nil. How many games have we been losing one nil? When was when's the late, last ten-minute onslaught? Where where, yeah. where where is it? I've never seen one yet. I said on my channel numerous times as well. In the time at the Emirates, of when we first moved to the Emirates, we were one 0 down. It was a, a score draw, yeah. nil nil draw against oh, anyone. Yeah. We set up. We, we set up. We literally set up camp for the last 15, mm. 20, yeah. 20, 15 minutes in there. In the in, in the attacking half and just yeah. set up camp and attack, 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 and test the goal and make. The, they're going to get yeah. anything out of it. They had to work for it. We just go in, okay. Now they just losing. Okay. In those circumstances, you can almost accept losing because you, at least you know the team have tried yeah. everything to try and yeah. get it get it back. 
And you yeah. think, okay, we were beaten by the team who were better on the day. And that's fair enough. But when you lose, when you haven't even tried to get it back, to me, that's, that's not acceptable. And it's happened six or seven times this season, at least, in games. You know, all these one-goal one defeats that we've had, I can't remember a last 10-minute onslaught in any of them. Leicester at home was the same. Man City away was the same. Man City at home. Aston Villa away the other week. No onslaught in the last 10 minutes. You know, he's not changing tactics. And I know we haven't got a plan B. We haven't got a Giroud-type striker or a big lump to knock the ball up to. But we've got to do something different to try to get back in these games. And we're not doing it. And to me, that's a lack of... I don't know, maybe a lack of tactical understanding from from Arteta, not trusting the players, or for me, it's maybe playing it too too safe, so we don't concede another goal. It's not been just him though, is it? This has been under Emery. It's been under. We had late comebacks under Emery. We did it a lot. We had a lot of late comebacks under. It's the big teams. I know, but what we're talking about here is not an overall style of play. It's against the big teams, being the underdog. And I don't know what's going on um, with regards to our mentality when it comes to that. And can you hear us all right, Chappers? You book Chappers? No, don't look like it. I don't know what's going on. You can't uh, join us, but must have bad signal. We'll come back to you, Chappers, if you can hear us eventually. Uh, but no, it's not an overall picture I was talking about there. It's, it's going into these games as the underdog and, and feeling like the underdog. And more importantly, acting like the underdog. And it's I, mm. I've been banging a drum for I can't remember how long about this. And we've got we've got a really good squad. I don't care what anyone says. We've got some really good talented players. And yeah. if you look at if you look at Aston Villa this season, who who should have been they should be playing Championship football right now. They mm. they should have been gone down with that that yeah. goal that you know against. Um, Sheffield United, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they should be a championship team, but they're not. They stayed up. They've made some good acquisitions. Nowhere near the quality on paper of the acquisitions that we brought in. Nowhere mm. near. But you look at what they're doing on the pitch, and they're fearless. And look at Leeds. Are they? Do they? Are they scared of any club? Any club? No. Why have they got that attitude, and we haven't? Why are they the big clubs this season, and we are the mid-table clubs? Why? There's no reason for it. And we don't we don't take the game to anyone, not even Burnley no. or anyone in the lower uh, lower part of the Premier League. We don't take the game to any of them. No, not even, not even Sheffield United at home. And that's literally the beginning of the season when they were they couldn't get a, couldn't get a goal. Their first goal of the season was against us because we went two and up, took the foot off the gas. Mm. I mean, but like you said, them sort of teams and that sort of. And that sort of stance at that time, we'd go for the kill. We'd literally go three, four, five. We don't even do that anymore. We we get to a certain no. point, and go okay, we'll take the foot up the gas. No worries. Oh, there's nothing more frustrating when you're playing really well and you're actually really enjoying the game for once. Mm. And you think, oh, this game, we could we could actually get a, give give out a good hiding today. Mm. And we just stop all of a sudden. It's like t- switching the switch, and we stop. Well, we saw, and we, we, we think, yeah, oh, we, God, it's the same old story. Yeah, we saw a couple. Of weeks, saw a couple of weeks ago when we played. Um, Sorry, Leeds United. Uh, right, Chappers, can you hear us? Chappers, I heard Hello, you. Hello, I can't see you. I can hear you. Hang, on, I can't see you, but I can hear you. One second. Hang on. Hang on. All right, then mute yourself then while you sort yourself uh, out. Um, sorry, carry on, Ryan. 
No, I was saying a few weeks ago when we played Leeds, we went 4 0 up and then we took a foot for gas and then they had them back into the game. We got two goals back and it was just like. <laughs> and, then, and then you're on edge for the last 20 minutes. What the hell? Is that Love Cat? Oh, that's a good song, What, that, what that, the heck is going on? that. <laughs> you put a background Why am I track hearing on those Probably get sued now. Coming from my as well. How bizarre. Can anyone see me or hear yeah, me? We can see you Jack, being like, all I can do is love cats. About 20 minutes, right? By the cure, and I have no idea where Go it's coming from. Phone. Not going to lie, chaps. This is kind of weird. This is really weird, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. What? Scappers, can you? <laughs> can you? Yourself. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that was the right. cure, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Oh. I don't I'm even know which device is available. This is bonkers. <laughs> right, hang on a second, hang on a second. Right, I'm going to go through some of the comments. I can't hear you, I can't see you. Uh, oh, sh- don't know what else to say. Chappers, can you mute yourself? For the love of God. Hello? <laughs> you can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> Calamitous. Right, let's oh, try right. again. Um, Good evening to Russ. Good evening to Military Goon. TV. Thank <laughs> you very much for watching. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's know. happened. Um, I can't hear you or anything. Play the cure again, Tucker. It's fine. I can't even. I can't even. I'm winning! I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! He's that's when I said you'll hear this in about 20 minutes' time. He's actually heard it now. Oh dear. Right. James Johnston. Great points, Rich. I feel like the big task to rebuild the whole club starts this summer. First transfer window, we can really rip it up, start again, and build in his image. What is his image? James, have you got an idea? Because at the moment, I'm really doubting whether he's actually got one. Uh, we've got, got rid of a lot of the bobbing One second, I'll come back to you. Rich. We've got a lot of got rid of a lot of the bobbins players and charlatans and saved a bucket load of cash. If we can somehow get any European football fans back, the money will improve. We're second in the league on commercial revenue generated now. Also, is that case? I didn't read that. That's interesting. Uh, so I don't want excuses. We have no money as well. Oh, Let's go big, bold, and quick to get everyone in before the deadline and go for it. And Russ wants us to get Bentner back. <laughs> I'd rather cut it. Good shout, good shout, yeah, Russ. Good shout, Russ. Lord, get the Lord back in. He's the <laughs> Have we got clearance of copyright? <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll find that in a minute. Yeah. And it gets taken off the air, you know why. And Mark Green as well. Right. So, Rich, I'll go to you now after catching up on the comments. Uh, you were saying something. No, you, said, so, you were saying about Arteta's style. So well, he's got nice hair and he's got a nice lining jacket. So <laughs> I think that's his style. And it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty cool, to be fair. So, oh, Chapman's is back. That was scary, wasn't it? Yeah. I know. Uh, God, you can hear us. I can't see you. <laughs> can you hear us? Oh yes, there we go. All right, let's go. Let's go, Lansgate. Hell. 
I'm not sure we should have you on now, Chappers, to be perfectly correct. <laughs> uh, really anyway. <laughs> I'm joking, Chappers. Really? I'm very glad to have I you just here. About to hear you. So I'm at my mum's, and uh, well, I can, I, all I can say is is that it's, um, so far, it's, it's not been the easiest experience, uh, get, you know, but it's really nice to see you folks. What have I missed? It is. <laughs> well, you missed your Mr. Cure Love Cats actually ruined Chappers. You wouldn't believe it. It's really funny. Um, but you uh, can watch it. Was that was that was that some sort of Love Cats interlude? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea how that happened. I <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> Well, let's just honestly, no um, let's just thank the Lord it was the love cats then. Yeah, not something else. <laughs> Chappers, right? Are you, are you? Can you hear me now properly on time without a lag and all clear? Great. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Just give us because I want to move on in, in just a second. Give us your thoughts on whether Arteta has to win the Europa League this season or. Does he have to? Yeah, the, would any sixth be enough for him to like save? Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's I, the problem with our fan base is that they deal exclusively in absolutes, don't they? So it's, it's either this or this. Um, uh, I'm I'm a bit more of the opinion, I suppose, a bit more of the school of. I, I think what I really want to see is progression. I just want to see, I want to see us playing good football. I want to see us improving. Uh, and, I, and I think that, that that has been happening on a kind of fractious level, I suppose. But, um, I, so are you saying, do I think that Arteta has to win the Europa League to save his job? Yeah. I'm, put, I'm putting yourself in the shoes of Josh Cronkey. Um, no, I, I think that they hired him for a, a long-term project. Um, that there's some mitigation there as well with regards to the transfer window because nobody's buying and nobody's selling. Uh, or nobody was buying and nobody was selling in the last window for sure. So I, I think there's some mitigation there. I think, yeah, they, I think they'll give him some extra time with regards to the situation. But again, it all really depends on how much money they're going to give him to spend and how much is going to be available to spend. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go around quickly and ask each of you two questions, right? Go to you first, Rich. Should Arteta go if he finishes sixth in the league and we crash out of the Europa League before the final? Should I, in your opinion, if we finish sixth, yeah, just a, just a quick answer. I would say no. If we finish sixth, no, I think he will be in Europe, so he deserves an, another okay. opportunity next season. And I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to do this with all of you. If and it's a big if, Josh Cronkey pulled trigger. Give me two names that you think would come to Arsenal. And do a better job. 
Um, I I must admit, I quite, like, yeah. I quite like Hassel Hurtle of Southampton. Yeah, me too. Um, I wouldn't have too many objections to him. I actually really liked Tuchel, actually, before he went to Chelsea. We've missed out there. Um, Graham Potter. You're a bastard. <laughs> you pick my <laughs> Honestly, seriously, I'm not even joking. I was going to pick those two. I, like, I think Graham Potter is doing a wonderful job. And I think if yeah. they had a striker... They would be yeah. probably pushing the Europa League and definitely above us. They play the best football. They, they play some of the best football in the Premier League, actually. They, they, they're not winning any games, but they're playing fantastic football to watch. They can't score goals. If no. they'd have got Kevin, believe it or not, I honestly think he would be scoring goals for them, genuinely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I do, yeah. I'll move on to you, yeah. Ryan. I'll move on to you. Same question first. Putting yourself in Josh Cronkey's boots. It, mm-hmm. Would you sack Arteta if he just finished sixth and we didn't win the Europa League? I think I'm on along same along the same lines as Richard. If he gets if he does get sixth, he's a European spot. Yeah, he deserves another year because then he's at least got one of the objective, the worst case scenario objective of European football in one sense. And then for that case, he does deserve that chance to redeem himself for next season and reassess things. Okay, I'll from, the, from, the, from August till yeah. Octoberish. Yeah, cool. And same question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, this is not put, um, I don't, when I say this, I'm not saying that any of us want him to go. Mm. But if Josh Cronkey did pull the trigger, have you got any other names that you uh, would? Tan Hag of Ajax. Realistically and do a better yeah. job. Yeah. Uh, Tan Hag of Ajax. Because I see, I see what he did with the project at Ajax and the youngsters and what he, and again, they played good football there. And do you think wait, the way Monaco fell off when they started sending their players after one good season where, where, where everyone expected that same thing to happen to Ajax? And to be honest, he's done well and there's continued. There hasn't there there been no dip or anything in that sense. So I wouldn't mind someone like him. And he's, yeah, got some experience behind him as well. And he might never know, he might bring Mark Overmars with him in some yeah. capacity. And then on Playing the, on the wing, you do well on the wings. <laughs> But yeah, even with the, like sports hip, yeah. Do, um, other than that, I'm trying to think now. Because Potter was a good shout, actually. But the obvious, the obvious one had been: Would he come to us at the first time of asking? Is a leg? I don't think he would. The other one would be Rafa Benitez. Yeah, yeah. Because he's Premier League, he's Premier League experience, and he and he's out there when he was at Liverpool, and saying he. The blueprint we had at the time for going forward, the way things were going with us, was the was the way to go and yeah. things like that. So, and look at he did, look what he did at Newcastle with a championship I, side. I think that if we'd have got him when I I wanted him when before we got um, bloody hell, Emery. Sorry, name went out me. Oh, well, Emery came in. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be in a great position now if he'd have come in. When Emery came in, instead, you know. Anyway, if he'd have cleaned up and done a bit of the old, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not entirely certain about how he would might might be for the team long term. Mm. I'm just going to quickly jump into the chat because James Johnson has said Rafa Benitez and Nagelsmann. I'm not sure Nagelsmann will come to us at the moment. I really yeah, I would love him to. Get me wrong. Mm. Good. I don't think it's realistic. 
And he also said he wouldn't come, but I'd take Brendan as well. Do you know mm. what, James? I think he will come in a flash. Genuinely. I, I really do. I don't want Brendan, by the way. I don't want Brendan. I don't like him. Well, I think he will come because his ego would want to be the yeah, person that's the thing. to take over from Wenger. He would want to be the person to bring the glory days back to Arsenal. Yeah. He would see himself as being able to do that. And I, I He's a bottle job, though, isn't he? He's a bottle job, isn't he? Let's but also, also, but also with his... Getting better with age, mm. personally. Like also with his... With his ego, though, that's the thing. With his ego, would that make things worse than what we are at the moment? Because in the sense of too much <laughs> egotistical, that was the thing that Sterling always said when he was coming through at Liverpool. He believed in himself way too much and it, it put players off. He seems to get the best out of players, I think. Mm. I think they all love him. Well, Leicester and Celtic, yeah. obviously Celtic you're expecting, but Leicester, he's coming, come back to Premier League and yeah, he can't, he can't he, dispute the results. He improves players for a start. Definitely mm. improves players. But excellent, yeah, excellent man, manager, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't think Arteta is in my in my heart of hearts. I really, I mean, why is he not playing Michael, um, bloody hell, Martinelli? Why is he not playing Martinelli? I no don't idea. understand it. Anyway, let's move on to you, Chappers, for the the last <laughs> point before we move on. Same question for you. Do you think if you were on key, you would sack Arteta if he finished sixth with no Europa Cup, uh, Europa League next season? I mean, I'll rephrase that. Without winning um, the Europa League, I, um, I think if there was a, again considering the circumstances and considering uh, the Cronkies' kind of um, desperation to actually pump any money in the club themselves, um, uh, you know, rely much more on the self-sustaining model. I think that. Yeah, a place in the Europa League would be good enough for them. So sixth would be good enough for them. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, again, it's been a funny old season, a mitigating season. He, he hasn't really had the, he hasn't had really had a fair crack of the whip considering the circumstances. I know that everybody's been under those circumstances, but it's not the circumstances that we're very, very much used to. So. Uh, if I was in that position, no, I wouldn't get rid of him. Um, a lot of the a lot of German manager names have, have come have come up really, because um, I think um, I don't think that Nagelsmann um, would would be uh, would want to come to us. I think he's definitely sort of holding out for something like Madrid, or perhaps you know so, uh, so, uh, certainly a higher profile job, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of going, sort of keeping in that area. I think um, our young managers that are showing quite a bit of promise uh, that we we could kind of get hold of. I think um, somebody maybe like Marco Rose, who yeah. is, um, is it Lever yeah. Leverkusen. Yeah, Leverkusen. Yeah. Uh, Leverkusen have been sort of mm. punching above their weight a little bit, and they they do seem to produce, mm. you know, decent players that 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 are very much coveted by other clubs and, and uh, yeah, they seem to operate within a, a, a decent self-sustaining model like that. Um, and I also think um, that from, um, um, oh God, what are they called? Ball Salzburg, uh, Jesse Marsh, the American guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because, because I think that he's, 
I think that he's sort of probably hit a ceiling there uh, um, in Austria. And I think that he's better than Austria. I think that perhaps he, he, he should have a have a fair crack at the whip. Good shout. Uh, in, in a, 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 no, nice snappy answer. No, Sorry, mate. Nice snappy answer. Nice happy what? I'm joking. Nice snappy answer. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Just joking, joking, joking. <laughs> well done. I can't, even now, get, mate, I can't even get this private chat box down. How do you do that? Just click on the top one, sir. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an unmitigated disaster, mate. What can I say? <laughs> right. I've got a uh, deal or no deal. I'm going to just ask you. There's just one today. Um, Richard, it's yeah. been rumoured today, and I'll just, again, just, just give you a brief overview on, on, on these players and the price. But if you opened the box and you were given the opportunity to sign on a permanent basis, Martin Erdegaard and Sabayos, Danny Sabayos, in a you, can, you have to do it as a double deal in this scenario. For 60 million quid, do you do it in the summer? Because it's looking very billion. likely they desperately need the money and they want a striker. So, I mean, obviously, Sabios is about 20 odd million, isn't it? So that means mm. 40 million for Odegaard. Um, do you know what I would do, actually? Is this allowed? I don't know if it's allowed, but <laughs> what I would do is I would, I would take the deal. Or none. I, well, I, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I would do the deal and then I would sell Sabios. Like, a bit like a Clive Allen scenario. Buy him as part of the deal to read the Odegaard, <laughs> and then I would sell Spyros immediately to somebody else for as much money as yeah. possible to get from <laughs> It's a very sneaky answer, and I'll take it because it's a very clever one, mate. Very oh, clever yeah. one. <laughs> I, do you know what? I, 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 should, I should be dealing with the transfers for Arsenal, shouldn't I? Because I'll, I'll do yeah. stuff like Rufus. that. Rufus. Rufus yeah. as well. Just to get Odegaard in. Get Odegaard in. See you later, Spyros. Bye. Off you go. I think Sabios will continue to surprise people if he actually gets a run, which I've been saying all along against uh, alongside Thomas Party. He hasn't had, he hasn't played alongside Thomas Party at all. Yet. Yeah, and I think he's like to have a look at that. Much, like to see I think it. it's a massive upgrade on Jacker personally. Uh, and I would sell Jacker and I'll keep Sabios, and I would I would sell Jacker to help fund both of those deals. I would. Any day of the week. His stock is fairly high now, I guess. You would not sell Jacker Rich. No, no, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. Let's not get into Jacker. Let's not get into Jacker. I wouldn't sell Jacker. Not unless we were going to replace him with somebody better. I wouldn't just sell him. Bios is much better. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a different sort of player. I won't say he's better or worse. He's a different sort of player. If we if we sell Xhaka and buy Sabios, that actually leaves us short in midfield of a player like Xhaka, because that's him and Partey complement each other well. And if we're going to sell Xhaka, we need a player to come in who can do that job. 
And Sabayos can't do that job because he's not that sort of player. And that's the issue that we'd have. I would sell Xhaka if we if we replaced him with somebody better. He can do but it. If we're not going to do that, then we've got to keep Xhaka. I think you say he can't do that job, but he can do it better than Xhaka. No, he can't. He I can't think, do Xhaka. Oh his ball recoveries are exceptional. His passing is just as good, but he passes better, I think, uh, in the final third with regards to sort of the th slipping the three balls through. The opportunity to play the role that it would suit him. Ryan, what's your answer? Deal or no deal? <laughs> Ooh. They are James, uh, different players, but I think it would be a better partner for party. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think. Anyway, if, sorry, right? If it was just like, if you could do it like separate, like separately, it, it wouldn't have to be a joint deal. I'd have Odegaard all, Odegaard all day long because he's hit the ground running so far, touch wood. And he's that sort of player we've been crying out for for years. He's basically the, the nearest player we've had. Who technically naturally shows it to Dennis. Since then, as a child, we haven't. We've obviously bought an Urza. We never lived. Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, sorry, yeah, that one. Dennis oh, Suarez was good. The Dennis, the only Dennis at McCaps in, in recent history. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, that actually, you know, came in one things. Yeah, exactly. Now, because um, yeah, we yeah we we brought in Urza. We Urza was meant to be the next, like, not the next Dennis, but the, the ideal replacement. As in since we sold, since Burkett retired, he was the nearest one we sort of could have had to that. He never really worked out. Whereas Udegaard's, Udegaard's coming off, there was a game, the, the lead time itself, the ball came over the top for 30 odd yards, and a touch he took for it. And literally, that one touch, it was a like, touch pass in one, one sweet no, movement. And it was absolutely sublime. It was literally vulnerable about the years of, as I said, Dennis, things like Dennis used to do. Literally, you wouldn't yeah. notice in that first, but if you watch it back, you see it. And you you appreciate it because it's it's trying something different. He's using these skill and flair to try and something new and try and open things up with the, and stretch their defence and things like that. Um, Sabias Sabias for me between now and then for me to go both deal for me to go deal would have to be consistent now, but doesn't help. What doesn't help him is when he gets dropped if he just put run a game together. And that's my that's my uh, that's that's not worry about our test. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't help. What's not helping him is if he does put a run of game together, he then gets dropped for Arteta's favourite men. Exactly. That's not helping. That's not helping. It's a big worry for me. That is, that's one of the, in fact, I think that is the biggest worry for me, uh, is man management and uh, the way that he treats players like that. I don't think you should. I think if you're in form, you keep your place. And that's what he's fighting for every hmm. week. I can't remember which player it was. Very famous player. Hopefully, maybe one of the one of you guys or the viewers can remind me who it was. Said, "I play every game, every week, like I need to win my place back for the next game, win my, keep my place for the next game." And he said, "That's that how Jekka. I approached every single football match." But that was Jacker said that. It was great. Jacker said that in his press conference today when he was. No, yeah, getting... I said, "Fuck off, Richard." No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm joking. I would never tell you. I'll never tell you that. Um, there's a there's an X in the top right hand corner. No, uh, one of the down arrows on the top right hand corner, mate. Yeah, I'll just click. Yeah, I'll just click on that and it goes down. Yeah. 
Not with your no, finger. We've I've been mad. Completely lost track now. I've completely lost track. I think we've all done. I know. Do you we, we, we were talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, deal I just or no deal? Chucking spanners in the works. Like you know, I just. In all fairness, it's part of my job, I think, to bring a little chaos to the podcast. <laughs> and I can certainly say, I, tonight... Well, the China shop springs to mind, mate. Um, eh? Bull in the China shop. China well, shop I can't mind. even hear you very well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um... <laughs> You were talking about. Um, I completely forgot what you were talking about now. Um, <laughs> oh yes, deal whether, whether or no or not deal. I would buy BIOS and Erdogan together. Yes. Sorry, how do you yes. finish, Ryan? Yeah, I'd finish. I'd, yeah. Okay. Oh sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, all day. Um, if, if yeah, if you're talking about like, um, like Rich said, twenty million for Sabios and forty million for Erdogan. That sounds about right. Um, I don't. I. I mean, I kind of agree with you, Andrew, in that I think Sabios would is very, very, very handy mid for cover, um, and that there are some there are some games where you need him to come on and just bring add bring a little bit of dynamism to the to the midfield really, and zip about, bring a little bit of energy, shake things up a little bit. Um, so he de- definitely has his place in the squad, and. and as, I mean, most of you guys have already waxed very lyrical about the garden. I mean, I'm with you. I, I love the fact that he's so um, he's so understated uh, as a player. Mm. He just seems to to do everything right, but without any kind of fanfare or, or showiness, if that makes any real sense. Um, I mean, he's only yeah, he's only added what, a couple of starts to mm. two starts. Two starts, a couple. Of, yeah, like he's starts, had a couple right. of starts, but already you can see he just slots right on in there, doesn't he? Mm. Um, so he yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely take the deal all day uh, for sixty million quid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with you, Rich. I think that there needs to be another element of of cover there if if we're going to get. Uh, sorry, there needs to be another another player that's like Jacker that is an upgrade. On Jaffa that, that doesn't get caught so flat footed well, all the time and um, funny you should say that has a bit more pace. Sorry, hmm. funny you should say You're that. To say that. that leads us on to the next topic, sort of. Oh, okay. Well done, Chappie. The... <laughs> I should <laughs> good... work in radio, shouldn't I? I want to. I want to end the show <laughs> on, to, on a positive. I want to end the show on a positive <laughs> note. All right. Despite Chappers, okay? And, um, <laughs> joke, 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 joke. Right. Look at his face. Wait, are you frozen or is that just your face as it is? I'm quite scared now, Chappers. <laughs> right. It's, it's been reported today that we're very close to not only securing Miguel Aziz on a long term contract. But also uh, following Balogun, it looks much more likely that he will also sign a new long-term contract. And I, in my opinion, and I know Richard's going to try and rip me a new one, but (laughs) I would would sell Xhaka, do that deal, and I would promote 
Aziz to be the other study and learn from uh, Partey uh, next season and have him uh, on the bench and ha- and more, having more minutes because I think he's very very good quality midfielder and I think he we need to stop blooding these players because if we don't we, we we're going to get to the stage where we are that close to losing both of them again mm. uh, we need to play them if they're good enough they are they will do well if they're not we're just in the January or the end of the, the season but we need to give them a new contract to protect the value either mm. way and give them a chance so what, was, what my question is on this point is do you think that the where we are in the Premier League now Rich that we should just be playing these two guys anyway as much as possible this season until the because we've got how many games left in the league? Um, what 15, 16, 16, 17? Uh, well, that many have we? It's only about 13, isn't it? 13, 13 or 14, something like we've that. Played, we've played uh, 25, yeah, haven't we? Of course, of course, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's even even more of a case, really, 25, yeah. to actually give them minutes and, and, and blood them in and give them more of a confidence boost before next season. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that there's two aspects we need to look at, really. In terms of a confidence boost, how much of a confidence boost is it playing in a team that's losing games and not playing particularly well? That's that's one aspect that we need to look at. The well, second aspect is... Well, no, but, you know, that's, <laughs> is, is that, you know, is that going to boost or help their development or not? I don't know. I personally think they should be in the squad, in the in the 18, 19 squad, whatever it is now, of all the subs that we can have. There's there's no harm in sitting on the bench. I mean, the other the other game, I can't remember which game it was now, recently, we had about five defenders on the bench. It's like, well, surely sticking them two on instead of taking two defenders out and stick them two on the bench is going to benefit them. They're going to learn from the experience of being in the squad a bit more, especially Aziz, who's not really been in there that much. Um, and yeah, maybe get them on, get them to, to get some minutes. Um, maybe not necessarily starting games because I do feel as though the league's still too important. We do need to finish top six, and I think we need to win as many games as we can. And I don't know whether throwing them in on, on a regular starting basis is going to help us to do that necessarily. I think we need more experienced players to step up and play better. Um, and maybe having to blood in a couple of youngsters at this moment in time may not be the best way to do it, I'm not sure. But they definitely should be in the squad and they definitely should be getting minutes on the pitch. But, yeah, um, and let's see how they get on. But it's a difficult period because we're under quite a lot of pressure at the moment, I think. Um, Arteta's under pressure. I think you know, the, the whole team are under pressure to get results because of how poor we've been. And, yeah, sometimes you throw a youngster in. I mean, look how Saka's responded to the pressure this season. You know, he's only 19 and he's stepped up, hasn't he? And maybe as he's yeah. capable of doing that as well. I mean, it took Saka maybe, this is his second year in the, in the squad to, to do it. He hasn't done it. He didn't do it immediately. Um, and obviously Smith Rose um, coming into come into the squad. And I know he's a little bit older. He's a year older, isn't he? I think he's 20. Um, yeah. And a little bit more experience, and they've come in and done a job. So I, I think I think they're a bit young as these and and Balogun at the moment to 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 be put in the faith that we need in players to come in and be able to help us get results. But yeah, I would give them time on the pitch. I'll, I'd have them in the squad for most, not every game necessarily, but certainly for a lot of the games, I would have them on the bench. And I say possibly bring yeah. them on if the game 
if the game goes that way, if we need a goal last 10 minutes, get um, get Balogun on. Brilliant. You know, if, if maybe there's an opportunity for Aziz to come on in midfield and, and do a job in there for the last 15, 20 minutes of a game, bring him on, get him minutes. But I think that, that yeah. would be as far as I would go with it. I wouldn't be looking at playing them 90 minutes yet. Not no, of course not. Of course not. But the more minutes they get between now and the end of the season, surely yeah. it's got to be a good thing because it will mm. give them a lot of confidence in their own ability. It will give them confidence that the club really wants them and, and to integrate mm. them into the club. And it will obviously give us an opportunity to see exactly what they can do between and now no, and the end of the season mm. as well. And there's, no, and there's no fans as well. So if they did have a bad game, I guess they're not going to get the reaction from the crowd that they might get or some players get. I'm not necessarily they would be young players, but you know, with no crowd, I guess maybe there's a better opportunity for them to be able to make mistakes and give mm. the ball away or miss a chance and not get the crowd, you know, that, that noise that goes up from the crowd when you miss a chance, you know what I mean, or something like that, or, or yeah. a bad pass, and not put that pressure on them as well. So it might be a good time to get a minute, definitely, yeah. But I think we need to be careful with them, because when you throw young players into a losing team or a team that isn't winning games, then it can um, not help their development. It can go the other way, because they'll lose confidence. But, because but at the same time, we did, look what happened when we threw in, when we threw in Smith, Rowe and Saka. It could it could actually change the. They had a bit more experience, though, didn't they? They did have a bit more experience. I mean, Smith Rowe had been out on loan a couple of, of course, times. Of course, you know, he's not played now. last yeah. season, so I think that they had a bit more experience to to come in, and you could Smith almost Rowe, rely on them to do something. It's a bit of an unknown with those two. Balogun's done well in the games he's played in the Europa League against very poor opposition. Um, and Aziz had one game, didn't he, in the Europa League, came on and played mm. well. But again, it was against um, a very poor opposition in the Europa League. So I think it's, are we confident they can come in at the top level of the Premier League and produce performances? I don't know. We don't know until we see it. But I do feel yeah. that it's so much pressure on us to get results at the moment that it might not help them if they're given that responsibility and they're maybe not ready to take it yet because they haven't got the experience. And I think that might not help them. So it's, Get, give them minutes, definitely. Get them on the bench, get them involved, get them some minutes if you can, and that'll be it. And hopefully they can integrate themselves in, have some good minutes, do something good and, and show that what they could potentially bring. And then next season, then we can hopefully get them a lot more time because we'll have hopefully the Europa League group stage if we're in it and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that's the way to go with them. But be careful with how we do it. Don't just, you know, throw them in too much. To, I don't think Arteta will because he hasn't done yet, has he? I mean, it took mm. him... It took him three months to put Smith Rowe in the team when we were losing every week. So he's not going to suddenly throw Balogun in now, is he? Or or Aziz? So, um, but yeah, I'd say that's probably the sensible approach anyway with them at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Ryan, what's your thoughts on that? That's, what you said is long-term contract as well. So that does say, as a fan, at these this club does have faith in this place. They do want to integrate them into the... They do see a long-term first-team-wise with these players. It's fantastic. Because, as I said, we saw, as again, your position wasn't great, but you can only play what you're, what you're allowed to be put up against. And Aziz literally came off the bench. That Was it done? I think it was a Dundalk away mm. when he came on. And he looked... He, he, did, he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like he was like, a youngster making his day for the first I wouldn't have looked out of place against Dundalk now. No, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Literally, he didn't look like... Because there's other... There's, um, he felt no pressure, though, top. did he? It doesn't no, matter. that's what I'm saying. Playing no. your first Europa League game, it doesn't really matter who you're playing mm. against. You, 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 want to, you want to impress. And if anything, and you, you improved the field. Before. If anything, he, he, he felt confident, yeah. didn't 
Yeah. Yeah. If, if anything, he on, a, on the night he improved the midfield when he came on because he looked a bit more mm. expansive and wanted to go forward. Could he replace Del Nenny? That's why. That's true. Yeah, I've, got a bit, I've got a bit of confidence here. <laughs> well, no, no, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you, but oh, I've got no. a little oh. bit of, of perspective with it. Really oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Bannock. Well, I agree. He played well that night when he came on. And Bannock as well, literally, again, like, like Richard said, again, opposition, but then he done, was it 14, was it effectively 14, not even 20 or 25 minutes or whatever, football. And he's got two goals, two, two goals, assists. An assist. In, yeah. not even, and that's, to be honest, that's not a bad thing. But again, it's it's not. At least we're not losing him on three. That's the worrying thing for him because the longer this went on, he went. He suddenly went on the bench out of nowhere. Even our even though our say I'm confident he's going to sign. He's going to stay. It's just down to the agent stuff now. Da, 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 da. We weren't seeing him even in the in the FA Cup games on the bench, and it was a bit. Well, you're saying this, but you know, he's not on the bench. That was a bit concerning, especially during that transfer window where he could have gone anywhere. Uh, outside of the, outside of the Premier League, but it's, thankfully, if this is true, fantastic because it's two of our young prospects that we're now looking to invest, not just investing on the pitch, but going just going forward and showing them faith that we do believe in these players. Because again, it's like when George Graham came in, yeah, he went out and got Lee, the Lee Dixon's, these unknown players, Lee Dixon's, Steve Bowles, etc. But he also invested in the youth, and because he got the balance right of doing that. We saw the fruits of what he bared in '87 in the League Cup final, in '89 for the league title, in in the early '90s as well. Don Howe put a lot of them players in the team, though, didn't he? The season mm. before, so, yeah. you know, the road cards. Okay, but, but, yeah, but, but, but he could have quite easily come in as a new manager. Gone, oh, yeah, it could have been the yeah. yeah. So he, kept, he he continued to show that faith in them, and was, as I said, we 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 saw the the fruits of the the labour. And I think that's this is what Arteta has to do. He has He's got a lot of work. Something we haven't been touching since I've come on is we don't know how much damage behind the scenes Raul has done to this club. We only know about uh, the Pepe deal. Uh, whatever, stuff has he, whatever stuff has he put us in. Terrible. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I've been, hmm. but at the end of the day, he's gone, and that's the good thing. Yeah. Uh, Chappers, I'm going to come to you. Can you hear me? You're looking very confused. Yeah, I can hear you. Hang on one second. Right. I'm... I'm just trying to work it out. Do you want to say something again? What do you think Hello? Uh, would be the best course of action with these two guys? Well, actually, before you before you answer that, can one of you remind me when Patrick Vieira came in and mm -hmm. uh, made his debut? And obviously, he was never out of the team after he made his debut, pretty much. How old was he then? 19, I think. Maybe younger. So same age as Aziz, yeah? 20, no, no, wasn't yeah. he? And he'd, 19, already, he'd already played for Inter Milan. And he'd already played for Inter Milan. Uh, basically, the point I'm trying to make is if you've got the talent, you'll shine. You will rise mm. to the top. Mm. If you haven't and you can't hack it, you'll fail. Well, we're seeing that. You will never know until you yeah. get... And, and mm. what I'm saying is I'm mm. not advocating that he comes in and he starts every game. Mm. But I, I don't think it'll do... James, you're right. It was AC Milan. I do apologise, not Inter Milan. I think, but the point is I, that I if you've got the talent, the, you will. You the will issue. Try. The issue. Sorry, go on. No, carry on. Carry on, Chappers. That'd be a good film, that would, wouldn't it? Carry I was going to say. I think. I think the uh, a lot of the issues these days. 
days with um this is really like i'm comp competing with, with my mum's freezer all i can say actually i'm just going to say this now it's a little bit like this, this, i'm likening these playing conditions to do you remember qpr's plastic pitch actually no luton town's <laughs> yeah. plastic pitch right and it's a bit like going from the carpet to luton town actually no my no my wi-fi is terrible it's a bit like going from um Forest Green Rovers ground to um, to Malmesbury Victoria Football Club, right? Hellenic League. Anyway, I'll get back to sorry, I'll get back to what we were talking about. Um, I think the issue is sorry. I think the issue is is that um, the difference between like Vieira um, making his debut at the age of twenty um, and and the likes of. Uh, Maybe I mean Saka was what eighteen. Uh, Fabregas was sixteen. Uh, I think the difference really the, the athleticism levels are so much higher now than they were then. I, I mean I know it's not massively massively long time ago, but I think the athleticism levels are so high, and it just takes a while I think for those young men to become kind of uh, fully own athletes if you like and I, and I I think that is the reason that a lot of these coaches aren't giving um, talented young players as much playing time is because those I think that those athleticism levels are so much higher than they were that um, they don't you know quite rightly don't want to break them and don't want to, uh, yeah don't, don't want to spoil their talent I suppose does that make any yeah. sense no, yeah. absolutely. But I, I, every single great player in all of history of football has been backed by a manager and given their opportunity at some point. And if you, yeah. I just reiterate, if you've got the, if you're the cream, you'll rise to the top. A horrible, you know, cliche, but it's true, isn't it? You, you will do, you will, you will survive, you will thrive, you will be a good player because it's all about your ability, your confidence, and your overall package that you are as a. As a professional footballer if you're not good yeah. enough you'll get found out very quickly and at least we'll know <laughs> but we need to start, uh, we definitely need to give these guys a new contract regardless of protective value and, and give them that chance because it would be a crime if you if, if we didn't you know in my opinion because they're not just and i said this about you know sakura and smith row they're not they're not just normal young players you can tell they've got that little bit extra yeah. they've got that little bit extra quality and you can tell that very, very quickly, I think. So I think it makes a big, big difference. Now, just before we, we finish, just a couple very, very quick um, points I want to go, we'll go through with regards to the, the, the two upcoming games. I'm just going to quickly go through the, the comments because um, everyone's been banging in the comments today and it's been fantastic. Um, Russ Morgan, going back to the managers, he's mentioned Simeone. Oh, I mean, he, why would he leave at the moment? I mean, we think the football's crap now. You want to see Simeone football? Jesus. I mean, I, I'm not so saying I would turn him down. Clearly, Russ, but I mean, come on, you know, he's going to win the, the league this year. Um, DWTT, thanks for watching, mate. Um, he said. In college, I would wake up to fashion Fascination Street. Give me a long time to fully wake up. Fascination Street is that a spin-off? <laughs> <Street? laughs> That's a good song, that Fascination Street. Actually, 
<laughs> is it? Yeah. Is that by the cure or by any chance? Or, yeah. Is that another song by the cure? The cure, yeah. Wait, this this episode is sponsored by the cure. Um, <laughs> Ross Morgan so. said uh, Eddie Howe is available. Uh, I did reply in the chat. I think Eddie is not Arsenal quality. I don't know if you're mm. tongue in cheek there, Ross, nah. but not for me. Um, Brenda is doing a fantastic job at Leicester. You can't argue with that at all. Mm. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. JJ but said. He is a massive well, blend, though, isn't he? That's the thing. Mm. They won't finish in the top four um, again. I'll blow it in the last six games that I did last year. If he blew it again, uh, surely less owners will sack him then because that's two years in the bounce. Yeah. Having it in your hands yeah. and all that. I think he will. I don't think that's, that's worse than like what Emery did, um, mm. really, isn't it? Yeah. Emery did one and a half, um, half one and a half seasons, basically. Uh, the Munch and Gladbach manager is going to Dortmund in the summer, he thinks. Um, yeah, he is. They confirmed it a couple weeks ago. Who is going to Dortmund? Uh, that, uh, Rose. Uh, Marco the, Rosa. The, the Muslim, yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Shame. Potentially with Sven Mislintat. You're not a good Rosa. Don't you chat with us? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, Rich? I said, you like a good Rosa, don't you chat with us? <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, Al, Melvin thanks for watching Melvin he said no deal to that deal JJ said no deal DWTT said give them lacquer I think they want better than him they're going after um, Haaland and um, Mbappe. Mbappe so I, I don't think lacquer will make that cut unfortunately um, I don't know he also goes like on to say out. no deal uh, and then sell the lacquer again. No chance whatsoever. I don't think, mate. Uh, JJ said keep Jacker as a squad player. I would rather personally, it's my own personal opinion. I respect yours, but I would rather, like I said earlier, just uh, give Aziz a chance on the bench um, mm. as a rotational player. Uh, JJ agreed with you, Rich. So JJ's gone down in my estimation just a tad. Wyos and Jack are totally different players. I, I don't, I'm not denying that they're different players, but I think they're a, a better match. I mean, Wyos and Partey are a better combination than Jacka and Partey. Again, just my opinion. Um, in this scenario, Andrew, can we buy Sabios for the 25 million reported? Uh, that was Euros. And loan Erdegaard again for another year. No, that wasn't what I, you obviously got caught with it, Joe. Because I said 60 million to buy them both. Um, when Dag, I don't know how to pronounce that. I think it's the Nigerian fella. I mean, the, the Nigerian guy, yeah. Buys the club. We can buy whoever we want, Mark Green said. And thank you so much, mate. For, for, that would be a, a bit of a, a joyride, wouldn't it? That, I think, if that mm. happened. Blimey. Um, We'll be the new man's yeah, city. <laughs> Melvin Mark said, not with five minutes to go. I think that, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Melvin, you are referring to just bringing on the and yeah. Um, yeah. Balogun with just five minutes to go. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what you meant. I think, uh, also, uh, I think um, it's a bit of a slide dig at Arteta for the weekend where you put on Sabayas for five oh, minutes to right, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, of course. Oh, it'll be that one, yeah. He's referring yeah. to Zabios, yeah. See, that, that that's Melvin's sense of humour, mate. Very, uh, <laughs> very clever. 
I uh, yeah, it, exactly. Very, very, very sharp. Um, yeah. late, but Aziz could learn fro, just says James. Um, he can what does that mean? He could learn afro hairdressing or something, or <laughs> sure. Aziz is currently injured, that's why he's not going around. I um, and where are we? So happy about him being signed though immense talent totally agreed melvin's gone on to say is he seems to be as confident on the ball as fabregas had as a young player i think i mean we're not very skilled and talent and all that sort of stuff yet but confidence wise yeah to be, to be fair i think we agree hey i know it's only done dog and russ morgan's is a pub team no doubt whatsoever but Mark Green said, Rush, you can only play what's in front of you. Agreed. And when it's your debut in Europe, it's still going to be a pressurised situation. And he just looked like a duck to water. Um, JB's corrected me again. And uh, so did Rush. I know it, was, it wasn't into the put it wrong. Ryan rates it how? Not of Arsenal quality, though. He's not, as you said, he's not Arsenal quality, so... <laughs> I've always had my Sorry. Because they always got to a certain level and then just went off a cliff. Mm. Terrible. I don't think he improved. I don't think he improved any with, of the players either, at all. Players that played to Bournemouth were already of mm. good quality. But the ones he brought in, especially, none of them improved. Mm. In fact, I, I would actually argue they digressed. Yeah, regressed. And that's, they that's, regressed. Yeah. I should say. <laughs> It's a bit of a for me. It's also it's a bit of a scream of David David Moyes when he jo- when he joined Man United after Ferguson left. It's a bit of that, and I'm no, I'm no, because after we we, saw, no, no, we all no. saw what happened then, and I'm like no, yeah. he needs as um, I said before, he needs to go to another another team, like mid table team or whatever, with a bit more talent to their name, so we say, and see how he does there, and then building he build his way up to a big club, not an Arsenal, but a big big club. No, no, and go from I there. I think he needs to go abroad personally. But it doesn't say something that he hasn't been snapped up yet. Um, that's a bit strange. You know, he's such a highly rated well, man, no, he's right a young for... English manager. He has been taking a bit of time out, hasn't he? From what, yeah. what I can hear, from what I hear, certainly when I saw him on the I telly, he didn't see that. Next bothered. time I'm sacked, uh, next time I'm sacked, I'll put it on my CV. I'm just taking time out. Yeah. Um, no. Um, <laughs> to clear my no, head. no apparently, apparently <laughs> he, has been a, he has been approached. Forty well. million payoff. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm not uh, actually having a go. I like him, but no. he's not our quality. He's not quality to no, but no, he, no, apparently, no, 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 I agree. I agree. He has, apparently, he has been approached, but it's only by championship level clubs, and he wants to be at a Premier League level, basically. I think he might oh, take okay. over from Steve Bruce at Newcastle. That'd be a we'll good be shout, a player, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, we're, we're, actually, I still Newcastle fan was on uh, with you, Rich, and we. Discuss, I said yeah. about that because he'd, he'd not long been sacked. I said what about him, and he wasn't keen at all, was he? No. Oh, well, that's the problem. I, I do think anyhow, I've got this reputation because obviously Bournemouth got relegated. They did concede a lot of goals anyway, and I don't know whether or not that's maybe putting people off. I do think he's a good coach. He's he not improve, awesome, did but I think he'd do all he right. At, at, no, he um, never. Lower, he didn't change as well. He'd probably do all right at Newcastle, I think personally. Yeah, we can't really worse as Steve Bruce. James so, did a shout. He said Celtic. That'd be a great shout for him, actually. Mm. Really good shout. Yeah, actually, Celtic. Yeah. I need a manager, don't they? So yeah, that'd be a really, really good fit, actually, James. I agree. 
and mm. Burnley. Mm. Well, I think it be well, he went there before, didn't he? And didn't work out, did it? So yeah. there's another yeah. a bit of humour from Melbourne there. <laughs> in fact, yeah, in fact, I mean, he'll be a great shout from the Newcastle. Uh, Sean, Dodge. yeah, I think so. Yeah, he would actually, yeah, he would, yeah, they'd play crap football, wouldn't they? That's yeah. any problem. And two of the, pl the players well, there, he already knows. I'm gonna have to go around this last bit quickly because we're overrunning. Um, I need to get off, but like, thoughts about the next couple of games, really. I mean, next one is quite possibly the biggest game of the season so far. Our season hinges on this, and I also think that it could. I mean, if we lose again at the weekend against Leicester, I think that that's it for anything. I mean, clearly, if we go out the Europa League and lose against Leicester, there's nothing at all to play for. I mean, the under-23s team, to be perfectly frank. But, um, Brian, I'll go to you first this time. What is your thoughts? And keep it fairly brief to get through everyone on the next couple of games. What, how do you think he's going to play it squad-wise, uh, etc.? I do think it's make or break, as you said. I think if we get knocked out, on, if we get next one, I don't think we will, but if we do, it puts more pressure on him in the league because he's got to go for the league then, and it puts more pressure on him, and I don't think he can cope with that. And, I've, and I think that's what's going to long-term affect him in the league table. And as we, as we said earlier, if he doesn't get sixth, and no, it doesn't get, or he doesn't win Europa, that could be what season gone in the summer, sadly. A season already over in... Obviously, it's still February, but in normal February, yeah. terms, it's it's January, really, in a normal mm. season, if you know what I mean. In a normal season, yeah, I'd say, yeah. And I think that'll be a record, wouldn't it? It's nothing to play for in January, technically. No, no. We, we, we in terms of where we are in the season. Yeah, we never had, don't we, we've had that even under Wenger in the latter years, because we always had like, the no, Champions League and things like that. Top to look four, forward, yeah, we always had the top four, yeah. yeah. That'll be the worst season ever, I think. Mm. We've nothing to play for. He could argue, he could arguably finish lower than George Graham did in was it ninety yeah. five when he he'd gone before the end of that season as well yeah yeah what's your thoughts then uh, on the give us a prediction on the next couple of games I think we'll win by a goal on I think two one I think we'll win on Thursday and then Sunday because it's Sunday early kickoff isn't it so we don't do early kickoffs we don't do well early kickoffs but no, I we think we're, not we, we're away 2-1 either side I can't I can't until I if we if we if we win I think it would be 2-1 to us just by skin of I think we're just scraping by skin of our Steve somehow we'll, we'll put because of the confidence from Thursday we'll put up we'll put out a performance out of our asses because it's a typical Arsenal thing when when we went at our lowest when we fit Zuck went back in the boxing day we're all going into that. Hadn't won in a month and a half domestically. And we're thinking, oh, here we go. All right, here we come. Come on, Chelsea. Come on, come and get us. Put the final nail in the yeah. coffin. And then look what happened. We actually, the players actually turned up, put a performance in and it, got a result. It will certainly show what they think about Ben... Uh, ben it will certainly show what they think about <laughs> um, how they play, I think. Genuinely. Yeah. I really do. Uh, because I, if, he, if he even dares to rotate for either of these games he's a mad he's a mad man you, you have strength in mm. both of these in my mm. you, also, unless you've got an, an injury mm. don't yeah you play your 11 players uh, i 
got no choice. What's concerning for me is he's took Partey out. He's not even played a single second since his injuries. He's just oh, come no. back into training. He's flown him out today with the rest of the squad. Maybe no. just to babysit him and stop him from flying I'm off I'm to I'm somewhere. Well, I'm maybe. <laughs> well, he's not with you. Maybe an exactly. inclusivity exercise. <laughs> Come on, Thomas. You're with us. Come on, Come on. Come on, then. Come on. <laughs> right, Chappers, what, give us your brief thoughts then on a couple of games. It's massive, isn't it? Okay. Uh, the Benfica game. I think we will squeak through 1-0. But we won't make it easy for ourselves. We really, really won't. It will be uh, it will be a lot of effort. But and you know, it, it, you know. But essentially, if Ben Ben Fika get get the uh, away goal, then uh, yeah, you just don't want to be going into that. But but it will be we'll squeak through for sure. One um, nil, I think. But it won't be easy. We won't make it easy. I agree with what you say about. Um, yeah, he probably should go full strength, but I just I just get the feeling that fatigue is going to set in with for the left of the match. Seriously, um, I really want us to win. I really want us to play it. Sorry, it could be yeah. his job. Um, I really want us to win. I really want want us to play well, um, and I really want the team to dig in and, and and give a performance. I don't think it's going to happen. I think just think they're a little bit more physically fitter than us and a bit more well drilled than us I think it'll be a close game but I think they'll beat us 2-1 oh sorry boys um, James said we'll win 2-0 tomorrow but we'll get beat 2-1 at the weekend um, yeah what's your thoughts then Rich you're well gonna, I mean you're going to go that... for 4-0 both games aren't you 4 0 defeated both games. No, um, I, I think that the, the, the game tomorrow actually. Positive is... Arsenal podcast, remember? That's what your channel is called. The Positive <laughs> Arsenal podcast. Tomorrow is going to be. Do you for Trey's description act, mate? Seriously, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on my channel, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I can be negative on this channel. No, no. I mean, I, I think tomorrow actually is going to be a very difficult game because um, they're very organised, Benfica. And they're going to keep it tight for as long as they can. I think they'd be quite happy if it's nil-nil with 75 minutes gone. And then they'll try and see if they can nick a goal. And then if they score in the last 10 minutes, then we've screwed. But um, I do think we'll go through. I think it might be extra time, actually. I've got a feeling it'll be 1-1 and then we might sneak through an extra time. I've just got a feeling that might be what happened. Not again. Benfica didn't impress me. And the Benfica fan I had on and the other last week said they, it's their worst team that Benfica have had for a long time. And if we mm. get knocked out by them then that is a serious problem, I think, over two legs. But the problem is we've got to fly to Greece. We've then got to fly back to Greece and play Sunday lunchtime. Leicester are at home tomorrow. They've got no travelling to do. They're going to be fresh. And I think I think we'll get through tomorrow, but I think Leicester are going to take us to the clean. And I can't see us anything else other than a defeat on Sunday. It's an early kickoff, which we lose anyway, generally. And we've got all that travelling. We're not going to fly back. We're not going to get back to, what, the early hours of Friday morning. And then we've got to play mm. Sunday lunchtime whoever picked the fixtures to come that way round needs shooting quite frankly and yes okay maybe originally they thought we might be playing at home uh, and instead we've got to fly to Athens surely that game should have been changed to kick off time should have been kick kicked off later Sunday night 
give us a little bit more of a turnaround time. And that's that's done us over that as, really. I know Liverpool moaned on about the kickoffs earlier in the season, but this is, is serious for us because it's Athens we're flying from. That's what, four-hour flight, isn't it? You know, and if it does go extra time as well, we, we're not going to get home till, you know, probably nine, eight o'clock, eight or nine o'clock on Friday morning. I think we'll stay, we'll stay in extra night, wouldn't we? Hmm. We'll just, we wouldn't come back until the morning. I think yeah. Well, maybe, but that's even worse, isn't it? That's even worse, isn't it? That's something else we didn't discuss when it comes to Arteta. He's not had any length of time with the team since he got the job. And you, I said it the other day, when we had that eight days gap uh, between, who was it who played before Leeds? Um, Aston Villa. Wolves, wasn't it? Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Villa. Well, we had eight days between the Leeds game, and, and and it just showed you what he can do when he's actually got time on the training pitch. Because we were a different team altogether, mm. and mm. he's never had that length of time with the team on the training pitch since he's had the job. So mm. you, you know that he can do it, but when's that ever happened since he's had the job? He's not had no pre-season, and he's got no time between matches to actually train the team in the way he wants to play, basically. Very he's had 13 months Very with little. a team. He had 13 months That's with them. That's rubbish. You know that. He, <laughs> he can't do it on Zoom, mate. Have you ever played football? Have you ever played football in your life? Well, he hasn't done it on Zoom, has he? He's been at the training ground. Where are you training for? Zoom. 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 You can't convince me. It's the same. Doing it on online, on online chat. You can't train a team doing that. Sorry, he didn't, did he? he had, yes, there was, there was a three-month time when obviously there was lockdown on last year and he had to do it, everyone had to do it that way. But he's had the rest of the time, he's been he's had with the players in training every single day. You know, they train six days a week or five yeah, days a week. Right? So he's had, he's had so about three pictures away from your nearest teammate. You know, you can't... I pay money to see that, actually, season. to be fair. <laughs> exactly, I would know. No, no, he, one he, of those balls, no, I mean, it wasn't a but then, but then Leeds didn't have a proper pre-season. Aston Villa didn't have a proper pre-season. You know, these are teams that are above us in the league. Everton didn't have a proper pre-season, you know. So it's the same for everyone. And he's, he's had a year, over a year with the team. And I would have expected that he, he's got he's had enough time to get his ideas across. Definitely he has. So either he hasn't got them across very well or the players aren't good enough. One of those two things has happened. Um, I, I don't think we can blame on the fact that he, he doesn't have the player. He hasn't had the players much. All they do in pre-season is run up and down for three weeks anyway. So, I mean, I don't think that's that makes a lot of difference. So, I don't know. I, I don't want to use that as an excuse. I mean, at the end of the day, we've, we've got a busy schedule. We've had a busy season with Europa League and everything else. And it has been a three days between games, sometimes less. And it's tough. But... Other teams, other clubs have been in the same situation and have coped with it better. And not necessarily clubs that have got better squads than us either. I look at Leicester, for example. They're in the Europa League. They're playing the same turnaround as us in games. And, you know, Brendan Rodgers didn't have a pre-season with them either. And they've still improved this season so far. I still think they're going to blow it. But they've played better this season overall than they did last year. I mean, they're actually in the, in the race for the title still. Um and that might, you know, might go on a bit longer. So I, I think, you know, I don't want that to be using as an excuse for Arteta. I'm not saying it hasn't had a factor, but it's been a factor for everyone. And it's just the way this, it's been the last year, hasn't it? The last year has been a, has been a difficult time for everybody. So, and some people have coped with it better than others, you know. I'm not, I'm not using it as an excuse, a caveat, because we didn't mention it earlier. And I know that if, 
Every other major news platform across the world uses our podcast to keep the finger on the pulse of what's going on with Arsenal. So I just had to get it in there, just in case they all come back to me and start complaining. So, uh, no, that's, 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 it's a fair point to raise. Exactly, yeah. But well, I, I, I think I think we'll win. I think we'll win tomorrow, and I think we'll lose quite heavily on Sunday. Maybe three, three nil, four one, somewhere along there. I think we're going to get our first hammer in because he left the rest players. He's going to have to change pretty much ten players for Sunday, isn't he? Nine or ten players are going to have to be changed. Yeah, oh, sorry, I, I remember when we played Napoli in Emery's season, and literally. We were initially meant to play on the yeah. Sunday, and at the last minute, because of the fixture and all the complaints they were getting, Sky, because it's Sky on Sky TV, they changed it to a Monday night, eight o'clock. So Richard's got yeah, a point there. They, they can do it. Now, yeah, of course they can do it. They should have done it. They, they, they're playing. They're making sure that we can see every single game that's played also, now, aren't we? Yeah. And, and, also, and also, in our case, we've literally got, as you said, first, we're playing tomorrow night, flying to Greece, and also Greece is in national lockdown. Their cases are going through the roof. So mm. our players, could, our players, along with this uh, Benfica's players, could potentially pick up a variant of the virus, not know it, and they have a have test. They've got to, play they to fly back. And even uh, they have a test, they've then got to fly back and wait for the result. So you don't, they don't know why they're flying back, if they're bringing it back or not, into the country. And then two, well, 48, hours, 48 hours later, they've then got to play a football match against Leicester. And then, again, not knowing until before kickoff. Look at look look at this right. You you've no, got on, on, on Sunday. Yeah. Sheffield United are playing Liverpool at quarter past seven. Why couldn't we have swapped with them? Why? Because Sheffield United aren't in Europe. Liverpool haven't played in the Champions League this week. So why mm. on earth couldn't we have played seven quarter past seven on Sunday and moved the Sheffield yeah. United Liverpool game to twelve o'clock? They can still both be on telly. Swap them around. There's no fans going, it. so it's not going to inconvenience anyone. Mm. Just do it. Everyone hates us, mate. Change it Everyone around. Hates us. I'm uh, it's I'm constructing an angry email to say now. <laughs> Good, do it. Yes, do it. And and, yeah. to the, and to the Premier League as well. Yeah, so start the Premier League. Like, sure. Look, it's been brought to my attention. The Arsenal, dear once again. fascist bully boys, <laughs> give us some decent fixtures, you bastards. <laughs> Lots of love from Dial Square to where this is. May the seed of your loins be fruitful in the belly of your woman. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very strongly worded letter for the attention of Sky. It has been brought to my attention that once again we have been disadvantaged by European football fixtures. Exactly, exactly. uh, Mark Green said Spurs play tonight, then play Sunday after us. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's a Monday night game as well. Right. We use the term play loosely, don't we? But, uh, yeah. They'll lose on yeah. Sunday anyway, they won't they? So. so it'd be right. Everton play Southampton Monday, so we could have swapped with them as well. Yep. Yeah. Put that in your email as well, Shepherds. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going down now. Thank you. Yeah. Right, I'm going to have to go, fellas. Thank you. Eventually, for getting oh, to finish yeah. the show. Um, been an absolute blast. <laughs> Of course. Um, I personally, uh, I, just quickly, I think we'll win 3-0 tomorrow. Greece Lightning. I think they're peak. I think they're shit. And I think we'll struggle on Sunday, as we always do. And I think we will struggle probably to a 2-1 loss, unfortunately, or maybe 1-0. I don't think it's going to be bad, like you said, Richard, but I think we'll lose. Um, and it's, I don't get any pleasure from saying that mm. whatsoever. But I think we'll smash them tomorrow. I really do. I, th- I, I think they're crap. 
Uh, we could have won it three or four one easily in the first league. We didn't. We didn't put the chances away, but I think we'll be a bit more focused. They haven't let in more than one goal in a game for nine games, Benfica. So they might be crap, but they don't let in any goals. Their first mm. one, they won it. The first stuffing of the week. Of the <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I, honestly, I'm really confident about tomorrow. I think we'll win maybe three nil, uh, but I don't. I'm not oh. confident at all about Sunday. I think we'll come back and we will lose after such a short gap. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's, it's absolutely it could cost him his job uh, mm. in the long run. Um, but there you go. But it's been a pleasure, Ryan. Thank you ever so much for coming on, mate. It's great to have you on again. Mm. Yeah, no Please problem. Thanks for having me on again. Ryan at Mr. Arsenal eighty nine, and go and we'll do the same on YouTube. Please follow his channel, um, and you know all know how hard he works and what great content he puts out. Chappers. Thank you ever so much for ruining the show. It's been fantastic. Now, I just want to say, um, I, I, it's been a real difficulty trying to hear what you what you guys are saying. My phone is not playing ball at all. And every time I put the headphones on, that's been knackered. Genuinely. So I'm absolutely amazed that I've managed to get this far. Genuinely, it's probably the biggest very, achievement very, of my life, to be fair. Very proud that you ploughed on. I'm very pleased, mm. very proud that you ploughed on. Oh, I'll try nice. and say that really quick. <laughs> you know, but yes, uh, hopefully, uh, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In fact, next week, guys, uh, it's the Graham Ricks second show. Finally, I've uh, got it back in the diary after his uh, difficult personal situation he went through uh, last time we were going to have him on the show but it's great news that he's back on because he was a, little, he was a really good guest last time and i'm really really looking forward to speaking to him again there's so much more we can talk to him about and looking forward to that what a great career he had richard thank you ever so much again mate and uh you've been blinding i know we don't see eye to eye loads of things to do with arsenal but i always love being on your show and having you on mine i love coming on your show and also i love having your mind as well you're on friday aren't you so that's gonna be uh Going to be another good show Friday, looking at the Leicester game with a Leicester fan from Leicester Fan TV. It'll be good. So um, I might change my prediction for him just to, just to, you know, I think it's important that I say that we're going to win just because he's a Leicester fan. I'm, I don't really think we will win, but I'm going to have to say it to him, aren't I? No, I... Have you sent an email off to Leicester as well, asking them to lose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Strongly, strongly worded. Strongly worded. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. How much would yours yeah. sincerely, not kind regards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, how much of a brown envelope do you want basically? <laughs> That's what it's gonna take, isn't it? It's just the only way they're gonna change it. And even now it might be too late actually. Even brown envelopes might not work at this late stage in the day. But no. anyway, it's worth a try. It's worth a try, Chatters. It's worth a try. Newspaper, pretend it's money. Uh, <laughs> everyone stop eating crisps. It'll be fine. Everyone stop getting shot. <laughs> oh, good. Everyone start yeah. taking shots. Everyone start taking shots. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to finish off very quickly saying I actually back on one thing, and it goes on social media, direct mm. messaging, bringing up the families, bringing up the children. Just stop it. It's crap. And why the hell can't Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just ask for some ID. Be very easy. Don't know why. No one can actually tell me that answer. Just stop it because it's fucking idiot 
and you bring the name of the club down all the time and it doesn't benefit anyone. And it's not going to make us play better on the weekend or on Thursdays or hopefully in the future on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. But that's many years ahead. But to stop it, it's 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 useless in all aspects. So yeah, I do back him on that. But I still want to sell him. So thank you so much. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Give us a like before you go, please. And that includes you three guests. Just a thank you for your time on the show. Give us a like as well. That'd be fantastic. And uh, please don't forget to tune in next Wednesday when we have the wonderful Graham Ricks back on with us. Thank you so much and good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel. And whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Thank you.